Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck, four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974 or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax. The show that takes you home. The Home Stretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City. 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Welcome to the Home Stretch, ESPN Kansas City. I'm excited. It's game day. It's a red Thursday. I'm excited, man. I I love when the Chiefs play on Thursday night because normally we have to work for Chiefs games, right? Dylan's behind the glass, and he's nodding his head along because we work for Chiefs games. So when the Chiefs play on a Thursday, that's just another day of work. We're used to working on Thursdays. You know what that means on Sundays? I get to relax and do nothing. I get to sit on the couch, don't have to work, don't have to worry. No analysis to necessarily break down. I get to chill. So, Dylan, in that regard, I love the Chiefs playing on Thursday night. Oh, me too, because I do the post-game show here at 810 Radio, and uh, I will. although tonight will be a late night and an early yeah. morning tomorrow. Agreed, agreed. I will have my entire weekend to myself, as you as well, hopefully. You, you think I haven't already planned a 1030 tea time on Sunday? Oh, I already expected you to be golfing this weekend at some point. See, I will say the Chiefs not playing like any noon games, the one noon game, right? Like, that's fine for me. You know what also might come in clutch is that while it will suck to be up that early, the London or the Germany game mm. will be fun because then Can't wait. the day... Once post game's over, I probably got about the second half of the 12 p.m. slate and the rest. Oh, of the Oh, you get to just chill on the couch. Yeah. Again, no notes to be taken. No, oh, why isn't Sky Moore getting open? Let me take a nice little analysis. No, I get to watch other teams. Do that as every a fan. It's fun. So I'm excited. Dylan is ready to party as he brought in a nice little bag of a white substance. Um, it's pre workout as. I have poured into my drink here with a fork to stir. It's a lot of money you just put in that drink. It was. It's a lot of money you threw out to, to keep this bit alive. A lot of baking soda. Yeah, he, he showed me this white bag, and I'm like, my first thought is, are you sharing? And second thought is, no way he's that bold to bring in uh, a substance. I've reached the office space portion yeah. of my employment, <laughs> according to that action mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. No, this is pre-workout. Because it is going to be a late night. Uh, I, I don't know if I can see the line on radio. When I think of office chicks, though, I think of, dude, two. Office space? Office space. what I say? combine white chicks and office no. space? No. No. I meant office space when he goes, two chicks, dude. Oh, I, I, yeah. The, the dude with the handlebar mustache. <laughs> oh, what an episode. What a movie. What a movie. What a movie. What, what a time to be alive. Uh, you have my stapler back there, by the way. Whenever there's like a... 
just a dumb random charge your bank may make that's like a couple cents or something oh, for like a draft or something. Do you I, ever think of I like always the think algorithm that those guys it's, put it's, together? It's him. Yep. It's it's those guys. It's those dudes. They're taking your money. Such a good movie. So this will be the last show of the week down here in ESPN Kansas City. So Dylan and I will be going through our weekend picks as well. Dylan and I are doing pretty good so far on our yearly pick em. I'm beating Dylan by one on the cumulative yearly-long ranking that we do on Sports Radio 810. If you go to 810whb.com and go to Football Pick em, you can play along as well. Uh, it doesn't matter if you join late. You can still play along. I also did a nice, fun Amon Ross St. Brown interview. Had a chance to talk to Amon Ross St. Brown. That interview is live on Stacking the Box YouTube page. If you want to go take a look, I had such a blast talking with Amon Ra. He is such a fun, smart, good dude. Just very enjoyable to talk with. He also speaks three languages, so I talked to him a little bit in German, which is very fun. I got him to laugh a couple times, which, is, which was nice to see. Just Again, you can tell when guys want to be there and when guys don't want to be there. Amon Ra was very helpful. We talk about the combine. I asked him why some receivers like himself transitioned to the NFL very quickly, right? He had over 1,900 yards in two years. And while some guys, I didn't want to say the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, but while some players and some teams particularly don't seem to have that. So he kind of gets into the underlying makings, uh, what helps, what hurts, as well as we talk about the combine. Um, he ran a 4.59. Amon Ra St. Brown ran a 4.59. And I, I went on to, t- to ask him, I said, you look back at what you did in the combine. You look back at those scouting reports that say he might be, might be a rotational slot wide receiver in the NFL, might be a depth wide receiver. And all right now in his third year, he is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And he's like, you know, that stuff's fine for the fans, for the media to get all uh, uh, excited about. But he goes, I can look at a guy pretty quickly and say, that dude can or can't play. Combine numbers don't tell the full story. So I thought it was pretty interesting just getting his his thoughts on that. If you want to check that out, you can check it out either on my Twitter account, at HomeStretchKC, or on Stacking the Box. Uh, again, uh, sat down with Amon Ross St. Brown. Chiefs do play tonight, and it looks like Travis Kelsey is going to be good to go. That's good news for the Chiefs' offense, obviously. Uh, I wonder if that had to do anything with Taylor Swift potentially being in attendance. You know, if she's there, kind of make sure he's going to go. A little sidebar, uh, Jerry Rice ran a 4.71. So, God. Yeah. So they say between 4.45 and 4.71 here because it really wasn't that. Pres- that yeah. The measurements back, were different back then. Back then you had a dude with a. But that just shows you how yeah. it doesn't matter. It, it really does not Greatest matter. Greatest wide receiver in history ran a 4.71. I was bring up John Brown, Darius, Darius Hayward Bay, John Ross this year, the guy who was drafted one pick before Mahomes, right? Like the list goes on and on. Um, and obviously, how often are you running a 40-yard dash uh, without pads, without a helmet, in game action? Yeah, doesn't happen very often. Uh, Frank Clark is actually out. DJ Jones, out. Greg Dolchich, the tight end, looks like he might actually be back for this game. Uh, but Frank Clark being out is a little interesting one. Looks like the Broncos are planning to part ways with Frank Clark. Uh, whether that's a trade, whether that's a, a release... Frank Clark actually agreed to a restructured deal yesterday, giving back $1.686 million guaranteed money. Um, the reason why he did that was to potentially make his contract more palatable and more trade-friendly. I, I find it interesting 
did he give money back because he wants to leave Denver that bad? I mean, he he had a chance to give money back, you know, to stay in Kansas City. He did it once, right? And then another time he was basically like, now, nah, come on, I'm, I'm going to try and sign something here. This time around, things were so bad in Denver, and this is me speculating a little bit here. But my understanding of, of someone who would do this is because they want to get traded and they want out of Denver. They're done. I don't know if you have the same thought process here, but that's mine. The Broncos aren't going anywhere this year. They just traded Randy Gregory, who, by the way, Randy Gregory was one of the worst signings possible. How can you be 31 years old and people still talk about potential with you? At that point, you're done. Sorry. Come on now. Um, but Frank Clark wants out. That This is uh, doesn't seem like a, a stretch here. Uh, you know why he's out against the Chiefs tonight, Dylan? Frank Clark, do you know why he's out? Illness. That sounds familiar. Could be the stomach. Could be. Hey, I'm going to get traded. We have to put something on the report. We've had this come up in the past. Just throw down illness. I would laugh so hard if we look up in the suite and you see Frank Clark and Taylor Swift just partying it up up there. That would be great. But I wanted to ask you this, Dylan. Do you think it makes any sense for Frank Clark who, by the way, Frank Clark's actually younger than Randy Gregory, uh, for Frank Clark to come back to KC. Would you be amenable to that? Would you be excited about that? Are you completely out on that? What do you think about Clark back to KC? Um, I, I'd like to see what Amenahu looks like mm-hmm. first because yep. that's kind of what we signed him for was kind of to replace that. Like you're – what it seems like Veach tries to do is get guys between 26 and 29. And then after that, unless you're Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes or Chris Jones or of that like, I don't you're not I don't think there's another contract here. I mean, look at it. Honey Badger. Now Frank Clark. Um it's crazy to say Tyreek Hill. Um there's more, I'm sure, but yeah. I'm just naming off people that he went out, got in free agency, or um, either let walk in free agency as well, with some tread left on the tires. I feel like, I mean, Frank Clark's different than Tyreek Hill, but I think that sometimes you gotta get rid of people a year before you're supposed to. Correct. And that's kind of what Veach does, and he likes to stay under thirty. Yeah. On most. Occasions. It's it's the Leo DiCaprio rule. <laughs> Twenty six and under. The Jerry Seinfeld either does that does that work for that joke as well? We, we, we can we can add that, that one. one works. That one works. But the reason why I've gone back and forth with Frank Clark, we'll get to McCall Hardman in just a moment. I don't want to spend too much time because I've talked about the McCall Hardman situation enough. But Frank Clark, I think, is a little more interesting because one, it's defensive side of the ball. Two, we had concerns about the defensive line heading into this season. And three, the Chiefs play the Broncos tonight. I think the glaring weakness is wide receiver, and if there's a signing outside of that position group, people are going to raise an eyebrow at it, regardless of who it is. And that's Unless it's like a – I mean, no one's giving up anyone that is going to be correct. that good. Correct. So, but, yeah. but, but think about it. We're five weeks into the season now, Dylan. Start of the season, wide receiver was deep, edge was weak. Five weeks in, defensive line is strong, wide receiver has been the weak point. Sometimes we don't always – Understand. I think it's a good point for us uh, in the media, us 
sometimes even fans. You're not around the team every single day behind closed doors. They know more. And sometimes guys just pop off that, hell, even they didn't expect to pop off. But the question I have with Frank Clark is, I am 1,000% with you with the Charles with Charles Minahu, but also his strength, Charles is, is playing inside. I think you'll see him a lot inside with Chris Jones, but with the reemergence of Derek Nottie, maybe you do still play Charles on the outside as well. Mike Dana has deserved to play a lot because Mike Dana has been nails. Mike Dana played the most of tied. Mike Dana and George Karloft has both played 57 snaps last week. That is ridiculous for a defensive lineman. That's 80% of the snaps. Mike Dana and Karloftis. It's crazy. Chris Jones ended up playing 56, 78% of snaps. So you have three guys who have been stalwarts. Then you add in Charles Aminahu in a week or two, right? Now you have four guys that you really like. Derek Nottie right now is playing some good ball. You know, you have FAU who you're trying to get snaps for right now. And quite frankly, the only name I can see it making sense is Malik Herring, right? You'd say Frank Clark for Malik Herring. But I'm assuming I'm assuming Charles Aminahu is going to take the role of Malik Herring. So at that point, what are you left with? Six snaps is what six snaps went to for uh, Farrell. That uh, defensive tackle from, was it the Raiders? I believe they got him from the Raiders. Six snaps? Is that worth it? Does that make sense? Couldn't you get those six, those six snaps from an extra six going to Charles, extra six going to um, Naughty, six going to FAU to try and get him going? As much as I like Frank Clark, and I think playoff Frank Clark is a real thing, the Chiefs are fine. The Chiefs don't need Frank Clark. It's one of those moves where if the Chiefs brought in Frank Clark, I'd be fine. I'm not going to be angry about it by any means. But I think the Chiefs would be better off right now if they didn't. Because I want to see Charles. And I want to see FAU continue to get snaps. Quite frankly, FAU's the future. Frank Clark, as much as it pains me to say it, he's the past. He had his time in Kansas City. He brought two rings here. But it was time. In regards to McCall Hardman, I feel very similar. McCall Hardman, I've talked about it last night on Sports Radio 810, so I don't want to dive into this too much. The reason why I say no to McCall Hardman is the Chiefs already have a plethora of wide receiver three candidates already on this team. They don't need to make an already overcrowded rotation at another body. McCall Hardman is on a clear-cut advantage over Rasheed Rice, who we want to get more snaps to, Kadarius Toney, who is going to start getting more snaps as he's getting healthier. Do we still want to give Sky Moore a chance? Do we want to see Justin Ross get a bigger opportunity? Justin Watson's been damn good. Where does McCall Hartman fit in? I just don't see it. Um, you know when your mom or your dad, when you were growing up, would say, hey, you're like, can we, can we get McDonald's? And your parents are like, we got, we got McDonald's at home. It's like saying, we want, we want McCall Hartman. Guys, we have McCall Hartman at home. You got Washington, Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, Richie James when healthy. There's just so much overlap, in my opinion. It doesn't make sense. This is not a knock on McCole Harbin, by the way. I think he can still play. I think the fact that he's not playing in uh, New York slash New Jersey with the Jets isn't all on him. 
I think he saw some some play in the NFL, whether that's a, a team like the Tennessee Titans, who I think would actually make a really good fit for McCole Hardman. I just don't think it makes sense for Hardman to come back to Kansas City. I will also say, how bad was that core injury? Remember how he got injured? I'm not blaming him by any means. But once you get injured, did Veach and the medical staff know something? Because he was, what, a one-year, four-year, $4 million contract? It was very cheap. The Chiefs wanted him. They could have had him. The Chiefs said no. Why five weeks in would the Chiefs all of a sudden completely change their mind? I don't see it. All right. Dylan, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are doing our 810 football pick'em, baby. I got to stay ahead of you, man. I got to stay ahead of you. I'm one game up. I got to keep this uh, drastic. I had a tough Insurmountable lead. I know. Because you were up two. I took a lot of big swings in that 3 o'clock window. And I might be taking some big swings like I'm Bryce Harper this week. Quick break. Come back. ESPN, Kansas City. It was a mild Thursday, October 12th, as Dylan and Sterling Holmes do their Week 6 NFL picks. That was the best one we've done, I think, Dylan. Do you think? Uh, that, that was our best little... Uh, John Facenda There we go. Yeah, there we go. That's yeah. nailed, yeah. All right, tonight's game. I know you're a big Broncos guy. That is tougher and tougher. Hey, but... I can still make the argument that Sean Payton is the second best coach in the division. <laughs> you could also make shamelessly the case, can make that argument. You can make the case that Sean Payton is the second best coach in the division, and also make the case that he's the second worst coach in the NFL. Think about the division. Think about that. Yeah, it's 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 actually impressive. That might be a tweet. That that might be. Do you think Sean Payton's closer to the second best? Head coach in the AFC West, or is he close to the second worst head coach in the entire NFL? I'd say second best in the AFC West, just because offenses look fine. Oh man! But the defense—I was about to say Jonathan Gannon, and he's really not been that bad. He's been pretty solid. He just sounds like an idiot. Yeah, it's like Nick Sirianni. Remember when Nick Sirianni had his first interview, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's going to get chewed out in Philly," and he ended up being well. Great point. A great head coach. What about what about uh, Mike McDaniel's down there in, in in Miami? Weird as hell. Great head coach. Dan Campbell talked about biting off kneecaps. Great head coach. Weird people. Good coaches. Sean Payton. Maybe a normal dude. Well, not good anymore. By the way, you know a fun stat about the Broncos and their defense? How historically bad they've been. If you go by DVOA through the first five games, worst ever. NFL history. But if you want another fun stat, just more simple. They've given up 181 points so far through five games. Take away the 70 spot that the Dolphins scored. Take away 70. Say the Dolphins scored seven. If the Dolphins scored seven points, they would still have the most points given up in the division. So it wasn't just that one game is my point here. It wasn't just an outlier. You take away the 70 points, they have still nearly given up 30 points a game. This Broncos defense is atrocious. 
So I'm, I'm going Chiefs. Yeah, me too. I didn't think that was that hard, but no, I, wanted, I wanted to at no. least give some fun stats to bleep on the Broncos a little bit. It's kind of nice, right? Uh, Ravens, Titans in Tennessee. Give me the Titans. Ooh, you're going the home team. A little revenge game. Don't If you don't remember, Ravens did a little dancing on the logo back in the COVID season. Sure did. I think they've played since then, but I, I like I, to imagine they haven't. I'm going Baltimore, but I will say Titans are 2-0 at home, 0-3 on the road. This is in Tennessee. Mike Vrabel gets his team up to protect that house. Uh, Detroit Lions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks are 3-1. and one. Lions are 4-1. and one. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is supposed to go this game after missing one week. Baker Mayfield's actually been a damn good quarterback this year, which, uh, what? I'm going Detroit, but this is going to be a much better game than I think a lot of people would have thought uh, when the season originally started. Who do you have? Lions. I've been very impressed with both teams, honestly. Yeah, me too. I, it, I, was a, it was a tough one. Yeah. Uh, 84% of people picked Detroit in the uh, 8-10 pool. Uh, Carolina, Dolphins. <laughs> Panthers get their first win? Nope. Do they get a win all season? Uh, they have. They're, they're they not have, that bad. Yeah, they have. They're to. not that bad. Yeah, they're not that bad. Unless, unless they start trading off Brian Burns and or everyone. betting on games. Yeah, that they're playing in. Uh, Dolphins at home. Yeah, Dolphins roll. Uh, Indianapolis. Jacksonville, Jacksonville coming back from London after spending, what, three weeks there? Jags. I have the Colts. Yeah, the Colts, it's kind of like our, um, where is it that we play? And we always seem to struggle. Tennessee. Against a bad team. And Indianapolis. Yeah, just kind of, they have that little bit of a. Any AFC South opponent, pretty much. Yeah, they have that same thing going to Jacksonville. Yeah. If you don't remember, they, uh, all they had to do was beat. Yep. Basically one of the worst teams in football. And Correct. Carson Wentz had a like three QBR that game. Oh, it was incredible. But guess what? Carson Wentz isn't playing. By the way, Anthony Richardson isn't playing. He's playing for three teams. Actually. Gardner <laughs> Gardner Minshew is playing. Gardner Minshew, tell me what you think of this take. He's this generation's Fitz Magic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love it. He might be the best backup in football. That's Fitz Magic. It is. He he he's gets hot for four weeks. And, and and might, might you be don't want god awful after that. You don't want him to be your starter, but if he's your backup, you get the best backup in football. I, I'm a huge Gardner Minshew supporter. And by the way, is this a little revenge game? Little revenge game for Gardner? I might have to change. Heading back to do. I might have to change my pick. Give me, give me Gardner. I, I actually think a major aspect is not just Gardner Minshew. A major aspect is Jacksonville flying back. They I spent know, I, three I weeks. I really almost picked him for that reason alone. But, again, just watching the Colts lose to a terrible team in Jacksonville. Yep. They did it last I year, I get it, too. man. I get it. I'm uh, I'm not saying the Colts are a great team. But I think the, the Jags are more talented. The Jags have not played well this year, and the Colts have played better than they were supposed to this year so far. But, again, I think the travel's hard, and I do think Gardner Minshew going back to Duvall is going to be fun to watch. So I'm going with, uh, with Indy in this game. Uh, Vikings, Bears. Justin Fields is starting to look decent, right? I Give credit where credit's due. If I rip on the guy when he's playing bad, I have to give him credit when he's playing solid. The Commanders. 
hey, you got to start somewhere. Sure. Did he get a, another win? That's did, a good Justin Fields mindset there you had right there. Yeah. yeah. The sun came up today. Just all the positives. I, I'm not a Fields guy by any means, but, you know, I got a – I ripped on ripped on him a lot, so I feel it's only necessary to give him some some love. I have the Vikings though. I actually like the Vikings a lot. They're one and four. They're without Justin Jefferson. Um, I don't care, man. Yeah, same. KJ I just think it was funny how you're like, I gotta give him love when he deserves it, but give me the Vikings. Yeah, dude, they they suck, dude. They're a bad team. I agree. They got a, they got a good win. I, I just I it just made me laugh. I I, I had to. At least give him some love. And some let's credit. also remember that, you know, Jack Del Rio was playing under some some circumstances that Correct. You know, he was very troubled by with the McCarthy hearings, so he was just having a tough week. <laughs> I had coffee in my coffee in my mouth. Almost spit it out. That's why you heard a long pause. Uh, Saints, Texans. It's in Houston. And I am going with C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans, baby. The, the Saints have let me down this year. They've not looked as good as I thought they were going to look. Houston, on the other hand, while they're only 2-3, and three, have looked much better. Nico Collins is emerging as a legitimate, solid wide receiver. Uh, Dalton Schultz is great. Uh, really good at tight end. Um, Tank Dell, still questionable with a concussion. But C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback in that draft. Give me Houston. Over the Saints. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think the Houston Texans look pretty good. Who called that to go this year? Was that was that this dude who's wearing a pinstriped sailor suit? We both said that Stroud was the best. As good, if not better, than Bryce Young. Correct. So um, we're right on that. But do you like this, by the way? This little sailor suit I'm rocking. It's got nice yeah. little like admiral. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just felt like I'd get crazy with it today. Really, just act like a I bet sailor. That's a great like Kentucky Derby. Oh yeah, like event. It, it, it's sure. a brand that's really meant for the Kentucky Derby. But I thought, you know what? Let's get crazy with today. Chiefs play. Play the ponies. Play the ponies. Let's get up for it. We're gonna ride. There you go. Kentucky Derby playing the ponies. You're gonna ride the ponies to victory. Uh, Seahawks. Bengals. I can't believe you and I both went the Texans. I thought I was gonna get you one there. Thought I was gonna get you one. Yeah, I kind of like the Texans. Uh, Seattle, Bengals, in Cincy. Bengals coming off a nice bounce-back victory over Arizona. Again, it's Arizona, but Jamar Chase getting right. Which, by the way, I went against Jamar Chase in fantasy football. Yeah, I lost that week. He put up 52 points. But I will say I bet money on Jamar Chase to do pretty much what he did. So I won some decent money. Not all was lost. Uh, but Cincy at home, Seattle is sitting here at 3-1. and one. Who do you have? Uh, Cincy as well. I think they got they got back to form, and it's scary because everyone kind of spent the entire first part of the season asking what's wrong, what's wrong, and yep. all about Joe Burrow's calf and the sky's falling. It almost th- those are the perfect recipes for Super Bowl champion stories. Yep. They, they did this last year too, by the way. They they start up slow with Joe Burrow year in and year out. It doesn't have to do necessarily even with his calf. He doesn't play in the preseason. This is nothing new. Uh, T. Higgins should be back this week, by the way. He's been horrible this year. I mean, he's been bad. He, he's been dr- you think the Chiefs and their drops have been bad? Look at T. Higgins. He can't catch anything. You know uh, what they need to do with him? Trade him. 
to us immediately. Yes. Uh, that'll show them. That'll, that'll really show Cincy. But Jamar Chase has really got it going there. They've found a way. Chase talked a big game, saying, hey, I'm always open. Yeah, he, he, he proved it. He, he pretty much is always open. Uh, San Fran against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. San Francisco, 5-0. and Do they stay undefeated? Uh, yes. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. the point spreads five points. Five? That's what it was, uh, what I saw originally. Oh, it's in Cleveland. Okay. And I ripped. I mean, ripped yeah, the 49ers. Yeah, I'm about to that, too. The 49ers' closest game this year has been, guess how many points it was? Uh, was it the Arizona Cardinals game? No. The Rams game. Oh, yeah, Seven yeah. points. I think it was week two. And the Rams was a backdoor seven. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah. It was the back. My, my point is, San Fran has not just been beating teams. They've been demolishing teams. Hasn't been close. They seem a little upset by that championship outcome last year. Just a little bit, you think? Yeah. I, I will also point out, Brock Purdy is not the most talented guy in the NFL, but it's time to start giving him some credit. That guy processes so quickly. Doesn't have the arm strength, the accuracy, the mobility. But when you process that quickly, and when you have receivers and weapons that he that he has, when you have a scheme and an offensive line that he's working with, someone is going to be open. And we can go through your reads that quickly. Someone is going to be open. So what's he do? He hits them. You know who wouldn't do that? Jordan Love. If you watched that game last week, Jordan Love just basically closes his eyes and throws it as hard as he can. No wonder he's completing 50% of his passes this year. Yeah, Brock Purdy is solid. Uh, Washington, Falcons, in Atlanta. Falcons are 3-0 and at home. Who do you have? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Falcons. I really didn't know who to pick. Mm-hmm. But what did the Falcons do last week again? They beat... Or they were close to the Texans. They uh, had a walk-off field goal win. That's right. 21-19. Young Way Koo hit a a walk-off. So I'll take the Falcons. It's a walk-off. I'm going Washington. I'm going Washington, okay? I'm going football team. I'm going your team. The reason being, Washington's weakest part of their team is their secondary, right? But what's Atlanta's weakest aspect of their team? Throwing the ball with Desmond Ritter. I don't think they can take advantage of this week Washington secondary. So for that reason, I think Washington's offense has an advantage. I think their offense is actually pretty decent, better than we all expected. And I don't think Atlanta can take advantage of Washington football team's deficiency. So give me Washington. Even though the Falcons are 3-0 at home. Uh, All right, Patriots, Raiders. Who do you have here? Uh, Raiders. Tired of getting burned. So Tired I flipped of getting burned. I knew you were going to do this, and for this exact reason, I flip flopped. I went with the eleven percent of folks on this eight uh, ten football pick'em, and went with uh, the Patriots. Everyone's like, "Okay, they're done. They're done. They're done." Look at Bill Belichick. Is he getting canned? I know, and I, I as soon as I jump ship, then as soon as you jump ship, but what's all I'm just happen? all I'm envisioning is the same quarterback. Yeah, he, they he's, got his face planted into the same turf last yeah. year on one of the worst football plays I've ever seen. <laughs> was ter- that cool, Mac? He is no, no who, that was um, Chandler, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, yeah, actually. And um, 
Yeah, he, he's looked actually worse this year somehow, mm. so that's what I'm kind of hoping that happens again. Yeah, I would take Zach Wilson over Mac Jones in a heartbeat. Quite frankly, I would take Trey Lance over Mac Jones in a heartbeat yeah, right that's now. that's where you lose me. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least Trey Lance can't lose you games the way Mac Jones is. So. Well, at least he plays games. Well, should he? Should he? At least he does. Um... So those are back-to-back little upsets. Three of the last five for me have been upsets. Texans over Saints, uh, Washington over Falcons, and then Patriots over Raiders. Cardinals and Rams in L.A. Cardinals have been a little feisty. Record doesn't show it, but they've been feisty. Rams seemingly have their offense back after bringing back Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua still getting involved. I have the Rams at home. I think their offense is actually pretty darn good. Their defense yeah. is, is, is bad. Don't get me wrong, Joshua Dobbs should be able to dice him up. But Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, um, which if you didn't know any of these names, if you didn't if you didn't watch football, you'd probably think I was making all of those names up. Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and Tutu Atwell. Those guys have been one of the best trios in the NFL this year. Give me Stafford. You going Rams too? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to get crazy with it. No. All right. Eagles, Jets. Eagles 5-0. and Zach Wilson's starting to play a little better. I mean, we don't even have to do this, right? Yeah, it's Eagles, right? Eagles, yeah. yeah, Eagles. yeah. I will say the Eagles have been a little down. Have they been a little surprising? Like, they're 5-0. and You're not going to knock wins. And I always say never apologize for winning ugly because a win's still a win. You don't look back on a Super Bowl winning season and say, yeah, but week three against so-and-so, how do they look? doesn't matter. But do you think there's any underlying weakness with the Eagles? Because the offense hasn't quite looked the way it's looked, in, I guess, I last say year. say throwing the football. Yeah. If that's the weakness they have, it's throwing and defending the pass. Mm-hmm. Like, Jalen Hurts is not someone that's going to throw 50 times a game. He might but it's not going to look like the same 50 that Mahomes or Burrow sure. or all the other pocket passers have. And maybe teams are just starting to make, like, hey, you're going to have to run the football all game. Or we're going to allow you to pass the football because you're not going to. But they doesn't really stop them from doing that either. So this is where my galaxy brain comes into play here, okay? The Jets' defense. Could they turn over Jalen Hurts a couple times in this game? If they're going to be forced to throw... Right, so this is a mistake I made, and I'm just going to put this out. Okay. Because then you have to turn around and hand the football to Zach Wilson against <laughs> um, Jalen Carter, Fletcher yeah. Cox, yeah. Brandon Graham. Uh, yeah, it's... And Elijah Vera Tucker is going to be out, so... Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who I put money on him against, thinking the same thing. Like, the defense is very good. It could get some, you know, turnovers and, yeah. and short fields. Yeah. And then he would get the football, and you'd be, I'd be sitting there like, why did I, what, what was I thinking? I will, I will say the easiest money I made last week was Jets, three-point favorites over the Broncos. Did the alt spread? They won by ten. Yeah, that was a nice little, uh, little dub. The Broncos, yeah. I, I go Zach Wilson can, 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 can even beat that defense. Come on now. Giants, Bills. Giants look like maybe the worst team in football. Who's worse, them or Carolina? Oh, man. I'd have to watch a Carolina Panthers game because I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah, they're, they're not fun to watch. I wouldn't recommend the it. The Giants are forced in prime time, so it's like we've had to watch them. Yeah, I don't recommend either, honestly. Um, let's do a little, little analysis right here. The 
Giants have a negative point differential, minus 91. Panthers is minus 53. Giants minus 91 is the worst in the NFL. Uh, second closest is the Patriots at minus 76. The Broncos, for how atrocious their defense has been, is only minus 60. The Giants have literally been blown out of every single game. They've had one good half against Arizona. That's all it's been. I mean, seriously, how much do the do the Bills win by in this one? 30? Oh, boy. The blowouts continue. Also, it's Brian Dayball. Yeah. Revenge game or... No, no, no. It not not with it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't a banged-up Daniel Jones in an atrocious offensive line. Although I will say Saquon Barkley should be back this week. I think it's three scores, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally, the Monday night game. Cowboys, Chargers. Oh, man, this is really tough. Both teams are the same team. They really are. I always laugh and say the Vikings, the Cowboys, and the Chargers are really all the, the three same teams. Massive offseason hype. Players that you know. Yep. That are good. Yep. But just underperform. Always. I picked the Cowboys just because Micah Parsons is an absolute freak. Yeah. And I feel like he's going to be very upset this game, as are the rest of the team. Did they stay on the West Coast, or are they close enough to fly back and back out to Los Angeles? That I don't know. I mean, let's be real. That's a three-hour flight, Tops. Yeah, that's not that that's bad. not that long. Yeah. Uh, maybe four-hour flight. But I'm going Chargers, by the way, uh, in L.A. Cowboys have been 2-0 and at home, but 1-2 and on the road. I think they moved to 1-3 and on the road. I like the Chargers, man. I, I Even without Mike Williams... They're they're a talented bunch, and Keenan Allen has been great this year. Um, I think the lack of hype has actually helped, or will help, the Chargers. You know what I'm saying? All that offseason hype for for perpetually for years and years and years, it's gone by the wayside, right? I think eventually the lack of hype is going to help the Chargers. They won't have that pressure on themselves, and obviously Brandon Staley, because Staley cannot handle the pressure all right dylan i'm gonna kick your ass again this week you ready for it i will see we'll see come on i got close trash talk me yeah i can't you know i just let all my picks do the talking I let all the the right the green corrects that pop the, up on Sundays. the ones all, all the ones that you've lost to me so far, considering I'm beating you, cumulative. Doesn't matter how many, it wins a win, baby. It was very loud, very loud this week when you win, but it's very quiet, <laughs> very very quiet when I win. I give you your due, just how I gave nice Justin Fields his thirty seconds, seconds of D. De- yeah, I exactly. gave him his thirty seconds before I said. Yeah, I get my thirty seconds. Yeah. And then how about this? Your shirt's the, my favorite shirt of any it's Chief my shirt. shirt. And I, I agree. Your suit is very, very dapper. See, we can come together on this. Uh, like those two guys complimenting each for other. For those listening, uh, Dylan is wearing a Beavis and Butthead uh, Chief shirt that says Chiefs Rule. And uh, it's great. It, it's, it's legendary. And I'm going to buy one sometime, uh, but Dylan has been very non helpful. I can't find I'm going to find it. I've been asking you for six months. Six months. I'm not talking this has been six hours, six minutes. Six months. I'll trade you that link 
for Arrowhead Red Lager. Oh, yeah, it's Sean's play. I'll, I'll get you beer. All right. I'll get you beer, pal. You That's want beer, I got a guy. That's a deal. You want beer, I got a guy. Okay. I'll be digging through my algorithm all night for that six-pack, so I'll be finding that link for you here I'll, soon. I'll find, you, I'll find you some beer. I'll find you some beer. Perfect. All right, let's take a quick break. Come back. Homestretch, ESPN, Kansas City. Brings me so much joy. Send us off another weekend on a good note. Dude, whenever I wear my Motorhead shirt, I feel like such a badass. Have you ever looked up Lemmy Kilmeister, which is all-time name? Lemmy's, like, story in life? It's nuts, dude. Like, he would drink a fifth of whiskey every single day. Like, there's some other stories we can't say on air, but, like, that, that dude was, he lived the rock and roll lifestyle. That and the fact that you never knew any word he was saying outside of Ace of Spades. Like, there's a song called Bad Religion. I have zero idea what he says outside of Bad Religion. Like, you gotta, like, really get that, like, that gravel. It's like you eat gravel, and then you try and talk. That is Lemmy's voice. And somehow, it is perfect. All right. Since the Chiefs play the Broncos tonight, I want to ask you this question because I feel like you and I are in two different ends of the spectrum here. You are a huge Sean Payton supporter. I am a Sean Payton truther. Um, Is Sean Payton the man for the job, the man for the Broncos long term? Or is this going to end up going down in flames, shot down in flames like ACDC? And it's a one-year deal. What happens with Sean Payton? I think we should give him an opportunity to draft a quarterback because he obviously had, well, I mean, everyone was high on Mahomes now. But it does feel like he has a good scouting eye for hopefully quarterbacks, and there's a lot of good quarterbacks this draft, so if they stink enough and they can somehow get out of Russell Wilson's contract, I'd like to think that he can do something. I mean, Vance Joseph, Joseph is having the time of his life, I understand right now, but he kind of stinks. I mean, uh, when are we going to start Kinda. to blame him? Oh, he should be the because guy Because the offense him. is good, and that's Sean Payton's thing. He's not a defensive guy. He isn't, that's why Dennis Allen's still the coach in Saints or New Orleans and mm-hmm. why he was there forever with Sean Payton, and they were really good. Because Sean Payton's expertise is like Andy. It's, it, he's offensive, and they're very they're, – they're, Russell Wilson's way better than he was last year. Can, can I give you some things that actually back what you're saying right now, by the way? Because as much yeah. fun as it is to rip on Sean Payton, which you know I will do, a lot of it comes from a spot of, I hated how he handled this offseason. I don't actually... Me act- too. As a Sean Payton person, everything that would come out from the video that the kid was taking on the couch that we all know what I'm talking about yeah. right now, um, which is nothing wrong with that, yeah. but also like... You don't. It's going to be very hard yeah. for you to tell people to do things when it's like, you, well, what are you doing on weekends? From then that point forward, it's just downhill, worse after worse, bad situation after bad situation that he caused. Yes, 100%. And the one thing I will say with Russell Wilson, you said get out of his contract. 
the Broncos really can't. 2026 is when they can get out of it, and that's still a $31.2 million dead cap hit. So they have three more years of Russell Wilson at a minimum. So they're not going anywhere with that contract, but what they can do is what they've already done with Russell Wilson this year. Here are some numbers. You tell me if you think this is career numbers or this year number, okay? You ready to play a little game here? Which one is this year and which one's career? 64.7% completion percentage, 66.9% completion percentage. Is career 64? Yes. Completing a little over 2% more percent of his passes this year. Uh, average yards per attempt, 7.4 or 7.8? 7.4. 7. 7.4 is this year, 7.8 is his career. So a little bit down. But he's completing more of his, more of his percentage. That, that makes sense. Uh, interception percentage, 1.9, uh, 1.2. 1.9? Is his career, 1.2 is this year. He's, he's, he's been better taking care of the football. Sean Payton hates dudes that throw turnovers. Uh, Drew Brees, that was his... Uh, I always say Drew Brees is like Joe Burrow now, Right. Uh, Joe Burrow is a little bit more wild to an extent, but their best thing is accuracy. They, they take what is given to them, and they're not going to make many mistakes. Uh, all right. Touchdown percentage, 6.7%, uh, 5.9%. 5.9, I'm going to say, is last year? Or my bad. Career. Career. Yeah. Career, yeah. No, last year was 3.3%. <laughs> last year was by far the worst in his career. No, this year is 6.7%. His career is 59 Point remains. Russell Wilson has been better throwing the football, completing a higher percent of his passes, touchdown percentages up, interception numbers are down. He's back to what he once was in, in Seattle. I think we have a little false narrative of that he was this amazing quarterback in Seattle, when I think in reality we should probably say he was a really good quarterback in Seattle. Because you look back at what his QB, uh, let's look at his... Um, Quarterback rating, 100.4 for his career. This year, it's 106.1. His highest in his career in Seattle was 110.9 and 110.1. Third highest was 106.3. So right now, he's basically having his third or fourth best year ever in Seattle, right? This is who he was in Seattle. A, a good quarterback who had an amazing defense and a great run game. I'm not taking anything away from Russell Wilson, but I think the point when I look back at some of his career numbers and some of those stats, what really jumped out at me was he was a really good quarterback, but was he ever top five? He was never top three. But he was a really good quarterback for a good chunk of time. He had a great defense and a good run game. What Sean Payton has done this year, I think, should actually get some credit for, right, Dylan? I'm trying to help you. Out. I'm trying to help you out with Sean Payton here. I, that's why I'm saying I don't he, think that he's the problem. He's gotten Seattle Russell Wilson out of him, and and I heard a fun a fun little tidbit. I was talking to a Broncos media guy uh, yesterday, and I, I asked him like, what has he done to get Russell Wilson back? Apparently, Sean Payton came up to Russell Wilson and said, "Hey, can I work you hard?" And Russell said, yeah. So he goes, I want you to lose 15 pounds. 
Because Russell Wilson gained 15 pounds last year trying to become a, a pocket passer, right? He didn't want to move around as much. He wanted to stay in the pocket. Sean Payton said, if you let me work you hard, you're losing 15 pounds, you're going back on the move. So what has Denver done this year? They've ran more bootlegs. They've got him out into space more often. They've moved the pocket. Something that's made Russell Wilson good in Seattle, Sean Payton's finding a way to make it work here. The, di- the difference is, Nathaniel Hackett comes and tells you, hey, I want you to lose weight and do this. Russell Wilson's going to say, kick rocks. I know more than you. Sean Payton comes to you, whether or not you like Sean Payton or not, he has at least some cachet. Russell Wilson listened. And quite frankly, Russell needed to because, let's be real, last year, he didn't was, have a choice. Last year was such a disaster, he had to do something different. So the point is, Denver's offense should be okay. They have been okay. Denver's offense, let me see if I can find this, they've only scored seven fewer points in Kansas City this year. The difference is they've given up 101 more points. Let that sink in. Denver scored seven fewer points in Kansas City this year. Again, Kansas City's offense has not clicked this year. It's not, it's not my, my point here. The point is Denver's offense has not been the issue, but 101 points more given up. And again, you take that 70 spot out, that is still 31 points more given up in only four games then. In a less game if you take the 70 spot out. Point is, Sean Payton, you're right, has been fine. It's been the defensive side of the ball. And I was asking again, the the Broncos guys said, well, what happened? Because the offense looks better than it has been in the past few seasons, but the defense has always been good to solid, right? I don't know if they've ever been elite, but they've been really good. Why the drastic drop-off? They lost a lot of guys. I mean, they replaced Von Miller and Bradley um, Chubb with who? Frank Clark and Randy Gregory. I was about to say, that's, that is it. Benito's been fine, but that's it. He goes, there is such a deficiency of talent outside of Patrick Sertan, and I guess to an extent Benito. That's the main issue. Not only that, you have... You have a horrible defensive coordinator who basically just got back in because they wanted to they wanted to kiss and make up. It makes no sense. I asked about Justin Simmons. He goes, I like Justin Simmons, but he he's hit a wall. He's 30 now. He had what, three straight seasons without missing a snap? And then last year he got injured? It's taken a toll. So for tonight's game, I like the over in, in tonight's game. But I will say, watch out for Russell Wilson in space. If you want a little prop bet on Russell, I took the over in rushing yards. I also took some some pretty big numbers with Rasheed Rice. So let's hope Rasheed has a great game as well. Uh, let's go Chiefs Kingdom. Until Monday, we are out.